Hello loves and welcome back to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you so much for joining me for another week, another day, and another Testimony Tuesday where we're going to dive into the story of a community specialist, an amazing woman of God, and a faith-based storyteller, J.L. Anchor Lagos. Now today's conversation is so important and it's so unexpected because this is actually another one of the interviews that took place last year that did not make it to air. And so as I was going back through the archives and I was listening to some of the amazing interviews and testimonies that were were done last year, I came across JL's interview and it's so timely because in this season right now, we are launching our own community, actually relaunching. We've started it already um, that I want to invite you guys to. But I want you to know how powerful community is. And in today's episode, JL is going to break all of that down for you and how uh, spiritually and scripturally community is in alignment when it comes to walking in our God-given gifts, when it comes to pairing with each other, when it comes to being obedient and using the gifts that God has given us in order to fulfill the vision and the mission that he has for our lives. So without further ado, let's dive into today's conversation with JL. Welcome to the podcast, JL, Anchor Lagos. <laughs> Thank you, Michaela, so much for having me here. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited that we got to connect in person at Confidence Activated because, sis, I've seen you like on everyone's community. We've been on all the calls together and I'm like, oh, it's JL. Oh, it's JL. Hey, JL. And when I actually saw you in person, I'm like, JL? Like, is, is, it, is it you? I was like, I think that's Michaela. She's wearing color. <laughs> I know, right? Because all you're going to catch me in is black. <laughs> I've never seen her in person, but oh, based off the question she just asked, that's definitely Michaela. Yes. <laughs> fair. Yep. Very fair. If you know me anywhere, I'm going to be asking questions, which is why you're here because I have so many questions to ask you. So many questions. But before we dive in, JL, like tell the people who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is JL Anchor Lagos, and I love communities. You can call me your community friend. Whenever you're trying to build and gather people, think of me. I'm your community friend. I help online entrepreneurs build a life-giving community around their brand. Um, and I may come off as a confident people person, but let me tell you. Okay has not always been the case. Um, I was actually incredibly shy and timid growing up. Um, and I'm an introvert, right? And so you have like introverts who can socialize, but when like, all my upbringing, I was so quiet, I was so shy and I was raised to be quiet too. Um, my dad was always studying at home. And, uh, so I was always, we were always told to hush, right? And be quiet so he could have his quiet time. And I love my parents. Um, they highly valued education. But when I went to school, I raised my hand and then put it back down, right? I didn't even want to answer the question. I knew the answer. I didn't want to speak up. I didn't want to take up space. I didn't want to inconvenience others. That's how I viewed it. I viewed it as inconveniencing others with by taking up their time and by taking up their energy and focus. Um, 
And so there has been a lot of ungrowing or unlearning to do. And now, um, yes, that my, it was always my dream to be a mother. I became a mother and um, I always tried to do things by myself. And I realized that there are certain things in life that really do take a village, right? Mm-hmm. There was a moment where I was exhausted, um, suffering like the, the mommy baby blues. I looked over at my son and I looked at him and said, we both survived. Mm. And I knew something had to change. At that point, I knew something had to change. And um, I reached out of myself and I said, I, got, I can't do this alone. I need help. I found a community of new mothers at the hospital. We met every Wednesday at noon. And that was the first time I realized there is so much value in community. Mm-hmm. And, um, growing up, I grew up Catholic, um, but kind of fell out of like the church routine in middle school, high school, um, college years, and finally got back into uh, finding Christ uh, as a new mother. And I learned so many biblical principles that we aren't meant to do life alone, right? Mm-hmm. We are meant to love ourselves and love each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's really how I learned to love community and see that life is not meant to be alone as much as an introvert loves to do and spend time by herself. Um, we do need to reach out to each other and collaborate and lift each other up. Absolutely. Well, I absolutely love your story. I love that you are here. Um, I am curious, what was it that really pushed you toward community? I know you talked about your son and how you guys looked at each other and you were like, look, we survived. But what was it What was it that shifted your mindset to be like, you know what? It's more than just me. I need someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That was kind of like a tipping moment of um, we aren't meant to do this alone. Right. And so uh, as we sat on that carpet in the hospital room with other mothers, we were all strangers. And um, but we ended up sharing our stories and having that willingness to be vulnerable and honest with each other, it started developing trust and we ended up raising our children together. Mm. Um, And like I mentioned, it was always my dream to be a mother. And uh, I was working part-time. I had an awesome boss. It's hard to really leave an awesome boss. but eventually I became a stay-at-home mom and I got really involved in my kids' school, at church, in the community. And I realized what I was doing was constantly building community in these different spaces that I was operating in. Um, so that kind of also led me towards community building, right? That um, wherever we went, if we really wanted to create impact and create change, meaningful lasting change that positively impacted people's lives, we had to work together. Um, And regardless of our differences in our backgrounds and upbringings, we have to come together 
um, find a uniting factor and work towards something that is greater than us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what's your definition of community? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked um, because uh, it's such, it's one of those questions, it's one of those words that can mean so many different things, right? Uh-huh. And so to some, like, online entrepreneurs may see community as like their audience, right? Mm-hmm. My audience is my community. Um, to others, you just say the word community, they think of their neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. The people down the street, um, that type of community. Uh, others may think of community as um, a feeling more of a, mm-hmm. a like a family a, like a family yeah. yeah that warmth um that like net of compassion so that when you fall you know you're not falling into a dark hole right you are being caught because somebody is there for you um or you fall sick or something happens somebody is at your door um off a meal. Um, that is community. So to me, community is really the coming together of people where um, in the business world, they call it synergy. Uh, I straight up call it the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where one or two are gathered, the Holy Spirit is there mm-hmm. among us. Amen. I think that's from the book of Matthew. But mm-hmm. That's really where we, where the community is greater than the sum of its parts, right? Some there is magic, there is that goodness, there is the Holy Spirit generating something bigger than ourselves. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, JL, I love that you are building communities. I love your definition for community, and so we're gonna hop on this community train because, girl, I want to know. How do you build a community? Like how you specialize in this? Like how do you build communities that create that safe place for people to share? Yeah, I think like even taking a step back and kind of recognizing where we are is really important. Um, I have a quiz where people can kind of see, I feel like there's four different archetypes of communities. world currently right um we have like uh the first one i call the sprinkle community and i'm going to use an analogy here where um you can think of your audience as sprinkles each person is a sprinkle over sprinkled over a dozen cupcakes or donuts whatever you prefer okay Okay. (laughs) and so um we have the sprinkled community where people are scattered everywhere, right? They're on various platforms. You're jumping from LinkedIn to Facebook, right? Each cupcake is a different platform. And so that can be really exhausting, trying to connect with the various sprinkles on the various platforms. Um, So that's one level of our community archetype. Then you have another one where um, you're a giver. You're a giver, 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 giver. And your sprinkles go from like a pastel color to a bold color because 
they are brightened based off of the content that you're giving. Um, and then we have another level of our community archetype, which is more of the networker, where you're still giving, 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 but perhaps you're starting to build some connections here. The sprinkles are starting to move on their cupcakes or their platforms, and they are maybe making a cool shape or a cool design on that cupcake. And finally, we have our um, the life-giving community where the sprinkles come to one place, one cupcake, and they create something bigger than themselves. Perhaps they pull all their resources together and they just make a big, beautiful celebration cake um, because they're all there and they realize, you know what, we can, instead of being cupcakes, we can be this big, gorgeous cake because we're gonna work together, we're gonna collaborate. So those are the four different kind of community archetypes. And the idea is that if you are speaking to your audience clearly with effective messaging and you are giving them a result that they want, that they will come to you. Okay. Um, but they don't just come to the community for that resource, right? They come and they stay because of the connections that they're able to build within that community. So you as a community host are responsible for creating opportunities for connection. Um, that's really when I think people are able to kind of retain um, members in their membership or grow these beautiful collaborations. Um, in their communities is because people come and start connecting and trusting, collaborating, and that's where that organic growth happens. I love it. Um, I've learned over time, because I know in college I used to be not like a community concierge, but I, it wasn't an RA, but it was called an intercultural aid. So I brought the new students, like freshmen who are looking for connection mostly international students together and we hosted like a bi-weekly not panel but like a round table where people could just share transparently and I guess in building that community that was probably one of my first I was in college um, I learned that it's so important to create a safe place mm. for people to share and so I'm curious how you create those safe places because there are so many communities, like you said, the sprinkled community where everyone is everywhere, but they're in community with each other um, versus the life giving or the life changing community where everyone comes together to build, you know, something so much greater. How do you cultivate safe places where that sprinkled community can become that life giving community? Right. Um, there's a number of different factors that go into it. And one that you really have as kind of like the host of the community or the leader of the community is setting the right tone, um, communicating that it's a safe place, right? Communicating the purpose and the intention of gathering people um, and then empowering people 
to let them know that they are the expert of their story. Nobody else has lived their life, right? Nobody else has lived the experiences that they've experienced. Nobody else is an expert of their own life other than that person themselves. And so empowering them that their story is theirs. They own their story and um, empowering them to share. Uh, because like I mentioned before, like we all come from different walks of lives. We all have different experiences, um, different upbringings. And the one unifying factor that we share is that we're human and we all feel these universal feelings. And so when we're able to be vulnerable, right, tear down those walls and share from uh, a place of truth, a place of vulnerability and honesty. Even if people can't connect to our story exactly, our personal experience, they can connect to when I said, my heart was broken when I lost a child, right? Um, or like, there was so much joy in my wedding day, my cheeks hurt from smiling, right? Um, so I think sharing that emotion, sharing those feelings, because those are our uh, uniting factor. Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. And what I really took away from that is that community breeds confidence. Yes. Yeah. Because I think I was listening to um, the episode you did with Rachel, and she mentioned something about how um, really you need to, you are your own best bet. What what was she affirming? Like, I bet on myself. I bet on myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And how part of that was like taking these steps of faith. And she mentioned something about like a parachute or a net. And I was like, mm-hmm. community is that parachute or that net. Right. Mm-hmm. So that if you step out and take that step or that leap of faith and you fall, right? Because either it wasn't like a, a God decision um, or uh, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you're not flailing into that black hole, right? Because you have a compassionate community there, you know you have a safety net at the bottom or you have a parachute. So you're gliding smoothly yes. down and you don't hit rock bottom so hard. And that is so why it's so important to surround yourself with a supportive community so you have somebody there i remember I love it. 
Yeah, I posted a story. This was kind of at the beginning of COVID. Um, it was it was a lot at the beginning. I have three children, ages six, eight, and ten. They were, you know, like what four, six, and eight then. I don't even remember how many years we're in, and uh, it it was a lot. And I posted a story where I was like sitting in this rocking chair in my bedroom which was painted this terrible yellow green color and i'm wearing this old raggedy shirt um i think it was supposed to be a v-neck and it was like a w neck like that downy <laughs> commercial right mm -hmm. <laughs> but i was just being honest and, and vulnerable i was like I, I need to change something i was like i think i need to paint this room and probably change my outfit too um and next thing you know, the next day, a friend who I hadn't spoken to in a while came by and just dropped off some strawberry rhubarb pie for me. And I was like, that is so sweet, a gesture that is so simple. But because she heard me and recognized that I could use a little uplifting, okay. she just swung by and dropped it off. Right. And um, yeah, I think making sure that you are surrounded in a supportive community can really help us um, feel like when we take those leaps of faith or when we're being vulnerable that it's not just like you know falling into a void but rather like we are we are supported um yeah that we are supported and i always have to remind myself too is that we're not in this alone. Um, and I don't mean just by people, but that we have God walking. We have the Lord beside us, right? We are walking, we're not running, but we're being held hand in hand as we take these steps, as we take these steps of faith. Absolutely. I just had this revelation because I'm sitting here listening to you and what you just said, like, we're not walking alone, but we have the Lord. Like God says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And in this season of my life, um, since I turned 29, which was like two weeks ago, <laughs> um, in this season of my life, I realized that my theme for this year is divine. And mm -hmm. I'm learning that divine just simply means like God. And so in being like God, we know that God is love, according to the book of John. And we know that love is patient and love is kind and love is you know, never self-seeking and love does not rejoice in wrongdoings. And I'm realizing that love is community and community mm -hmm. is love. Like the people who we surround ourselves with, it's it's literally the the manifestation of God in the flesh. Like it's people who are embodying love because love is God is God is love. So I'm like, community is love. It is those people like you in my life or, you know, like my friends or even my family or even my coworkers. Like it's those people in my life who are going to be patient with me, who are going to be kind with me. You know, love never gives up. Love always perseveres. And so that community is going to be that parachute or that net that allows you to persevere and never give up on yourself or anyone else. Like community is love. And that's just a revelation. I'm sitting here listening to you. And I'm like, community is love. That's so good. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like it's that community is the environment where we allow um, love to flow, right? Mm -hmm. uh, where if love were a currency, you find that you find love flowing in community. Absolutely. 
I love it. So JL, you have a business that you have founded, Rise to Realness. Tell us about Rise to Realness and how you rose to realness. <laughs> yeah, so Rise to Realness was based off of the idea that um, so many times we are bombarded with expectations of um, from our families, from society, from our upbringing, sometimes expectations that we put on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that we were already made whole mm -hmm. simply by the fact that God created us, right? We are, we are whole just as we are. And there's no need for us to change or try to be different mm -hmm. uh, that rather we need to like unbury ourselves from these expectations that are weighing us down that are burdening us from truly blossoming um and so that's the idea where rising to be real right to be authentic to be true to ourselves um, because only when we are able to rise to be real in our in our truth and share our vulnerabilities are we able to connect with one another and um, God wants us to be unified right God doesn't want us to quarrel all day um, God wants us to love one another and I think that also goes into um, like, how are we supposed to love one another if we don't know how to love ourselves, mm -hmm. if we aren't open to receiving love? And um, God knew I had so many walls up, um, just being shy and closed off and very private person. God knew he needed to break me in order for there to be any crack to allow for me to feel his love. Mm -hmm. And so um, I didn't really understand God's love until I lost a child um, at 25 weeks, um, gave birth to a stillborn and my heart was shattered. My heart was absolutely broken, but it wasn't until then that I understood, hold on, God gave us his son. Mm -hmm. God knows the pain of losing a child. God wanted me to understand what that meant, what that felt, and what a big love for him to give us his child to see his child suffer and die for us. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until then that I got a glimpse of understanding of God's love. And to think that like our brains can't even wrap around the deepness and vastness, I think Ephesians talks about this, of God's love. Like I'm just in awe every day of how much God loves us. Um, and I hope, I pray that your listeners can kind of begin to fathom that God's love is so immense, so expansive, 
um, and that we are loved, right? We are created out of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once we are able to grasp that concept, then we can and understand that that love is never ending, it's ever flowing, that we're able to pour love into one another, um, to people in our community, um, then that's like, I feel like that's the beauty of life, right? Yeah. It's all about love. It's all about love. It's all about love. And it's amazing how simple it is, right? It's so so complicated. Like it's so simple, but we complicate it. Do that. I don't know, but it is all about love. I love it. JL, where can people find you? Um, people can find me at www.risetorealness.com. I love to play on IG. That's my favorite place to play. I'm at Rise to Realness, also on YouTube at Rise to Realness. Perfect. Well, you guys heard her. It's also going to be in the show notes down below. And before I let you go, JL, I have three questions that we like to close each interview with. Um, The first one, uh, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is that, um, that it's bigger than us, right? Sometimes we can get caught up in the day-to-day of I need to finish this and how am I going to get through this and I'm behind on this and accomplishing xyz I need to research that but what we have to realize I feel like whenever I get kind of in that in that slump I, I I just pull out the bible or I start to pray because that always shifts my perspective and reminds me it's not about me it, God has a bigger plan and that's his business. Hey man, I needed that because I've been in the rat race of looking here and looking there and doing all the things that I need to do, not doing all the things that I'm supposed to do, but definitely Ooh. needed that. That was for me. <laughs> I feel the same way sometimes. <laughs> yep. Thank you for that. Um, second off, as you... Well, I'm sorry, as I go through a season of my life where I'm focused on gratitude, um, I started a podcast, separate podcast called Dear God, I'm Grateful, where I find something to be grateful for each day. And I'm curious, JL, what are you grateful for in this season of your life? In this season of my life, I am so grateful that um, I've been able to develop some I've been able to make a new best friend as an adult. And I am huge. I am so grateful for her and the friends that she has introduced me to. Um, and yeah, that we have like a triple date lined up on Saturday. And I feel so grateful that like that's her gift of like celebrating and connecting in small groups. And I'm so grateful to be a part of that. Um, I am grateful that she understands me for all my quirkiness and we just sit there and laugh while on the couch. Something so simple. I'm so grateful for those simple moments where we're able to connect and bond and have those um, deep belly laughs. That's the power of community right there. I love it. Okay, so JL, the last question that I asked, how are you, JL, sharpening the women in your life? 
I like to um, let people know that they are loved, that they are seen. Um, and so just little things, um, I like to shout them out, but also being honest and saying, hey, did you know that simple X, Y, Z? And it's not that a matter of criticism, but matter of this is something simple that I think would really help you. And so um, giving them the love and a little bit of the let's do this to keep leveling up. And um, I appreciate that I've learned to accept feedback and I appreciate it when they come back with feedback the same. So being honest in um, sharing our love for one another and uh, feedback for one another. I love that you basically internalize both the giver and the networker portion of community that you described earlier. So I love that so much. Oh, thank you so much, Michaela. Of course. Well, JL, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being here. I love you from the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful that we were able to actually meet in person versus just like in various communities. Um, but I just love what the Lord is doing in your life. And I cannot wait to see what happens next. I love you too, Michaela. Thank you so much for having me. All right, loves. Didn't I tell you that she's amazing? <laughs> Didn't I tell you that she's amazing? And the way that she just broke down community and even the revelation that I got on how community is love. Because when God places people in our lives who are patient with us, who are kind to us, who are not self-seeking, who never give up on us, who persevere with us, who don't allow us to give up on ourselves, they are exhibiting the manifestation of God's love. They are literally living examples of love. And that is how powerful community is because we can come together and we can share the love of Christ with each other in any industry, in any area of our lives. And so I want to invite you guys to definitely connect with JL. If you are looking to launch a community soon or you want to learn more about the power of community, again, all of her information is going to be right down below, whether it be your description box, the show notes, everything. Everything's going to be here, but I want to do a special invitation today. I want to invite you to join our community. The Faith Audio Network is the premier Christian podcast network for faith-based storytellers. And what's so beautiful about this community that God has blessed us with is that we don't just come together for podcasting tips or networking opportunities, but we come together for prayer. We come together in Bible study. We come together to sharpen each other. You know, as iron sharpens iron, one story, one woman, one man, one friend sharpens another. And there is so much power in just watching this community grow to what uh, it, it's been like months ago. The Lord gave me the vision to launch and there were the 12 chosen few, I call them the 12 disciples that were the first to sign up. And over the last few months, it's grown from 12 to 30. And I will actually be 30 years old next month. And my goal is to help 30 faith-based storytellers launch their podcast or sharpen connections through podcasting, through the power of their testimony, through the power of their own voice. And so I want to invite you to be one of those 30. I want you to join us in Faith Audio Network. Inside of the network, again, we have all of the replays from all of our calls. We have a podcast directory. We have a podcast resource library. And you'll also gain access to my 21-day podcast launch course called Position to Podcast, where if you do not have a podcast 
Or even if you do and you want to learn how to streamline your processes, how to set up guest booking, how to pitch yourself on different shows, I literally walk you through everything you need to build a sustainable podcast in just 21 days. So I launch on October 7th. And so I invite you right now to join the Faith Audio Network. The links to join are going to be down below or wherever you can see on this page where there's a description box. But I want to invite you to be a part of this community where we can sharpen and encourage each other in Christ, where we can hold each other accountable, where we can pray for each other, uplift one another, uh, walk with one another as we are obedient, because this path is is narrow and very few find it, very few find it. And so if we can take this word, this word of God, and we can learn how to apply it to our lives in any aspect of our lives, we are just so much better for it. And we're helping prepare each other for what the Lord has in store for us in the future. So I invite you today to join the Faith Audio Network, to join our community of faith-based storytellers. Again, all of the links are going to be down below, or you can head to faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. And thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Again, connect with JL. She is an amazing resource, an amazing woman of God just to be connected to. Her links are also down below. And if this podcast episode resonated with you, please like, comment, subscribe, share. If you want to invite someone else to the Faith Audio Network, share this episode. (laughs) Share this episode. Um, But thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Faith-Based Storytellers show. I hope to see you in the Faith Audio Network. And until next time, remember that God loves you and so do I. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.